If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Now these idiots have come out and said, drink two beers a week. That's their guideline. Well, I got to tell you, if they want us to drink two beers a week, frankly, they can kiss my ass. The 2024 Republican presidential primary field is taking shape. The battle lines are becoming clearer, and so is the field of candidates. Is the odds on favorites, if you look at the polling, still Trump versus Biden? That seems to be it, but it's just way too early to tell. I'm more angry now and I'm more committed now than I ever was. Big challenge for these candidates is going to be how do they navigate Donald Trump? And, and how do they navigate Ron DeSantis? You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. Welcome back to the Ruthless Variety program. That was Senator Ted Cruz, I think, explaining a very important point. That we ought to focus on for a minute, shouldn't we, fellas? Yeah. I mean, this is like uh, when the real world meets runaway government mm-hmm. in a way that impacts you uh, perhaps more significantly than you'd like, mm-hmm. right? Like, normally when the federal government's talking about stuff, they're talking about, you know, things that have tangential impact. It's like a larger global thing. But what he was talking about was... This guy, George Koob, who is the director of the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. Mm. Uh, Works for Joe Biden. Yeah. Who is a incredible, laughable, like puritanical bureaucrat mm. who for years has been working to try to basically eliminate alcoholic beverages in the United States of America. Yeah, I bet he's fun at parties. <laughs> yeah. And what is specifically, and the reason I'm getting into this off the top of the show, by the way, before we even do our intros and hello, is because it's like, uh, you need to know about stuff like this because this is what government does. And the next thing you know, you've got like a real problem. You're trying to figure out how to undo it and undoing stuff doesn't work. We, we all know the pattern here. They did it with gas stoves. They're trying to do it. They did it with light bulbs. They're trying to do it with ceiling fans. Yeah. Right. And, right. and, if, to... and first they tell you, well, it's just a suggestion. Well, we're nobody, not... I, we're not trying to do right. anything. And then they actually do it. And New then, York State did it. Then but... then they go from just a suggestion to having their allies in the liberal media say, oh, right wing media is yeah. fear mongering again <laughs> right. about something. Right. And then they do it and they're like, no, you rubes, it's actually good and right and just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they're like, well, the Department of Transportation is going to give you no highway funds unless you enforce right. it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, federalism. Oh, uh, yes. It's really something. Well, I, I got to tell you, fellas, um, this two beers a, a week recommendation. <laughs> I would have had a, a real problem with that over the weekend with all the football on. Uh, well, uh, it's an impossible thing to implement. Yeah. But here's why it's important. Because... What, there's this thing that happened in Canada, which, by the way, I'm told, I got to get more background on this, mm-hmm. but I'm told that there is some just slapdick mm-hmm. who uh, was operating in the United States government, much like George Koob, 
whose only goal was to basically eliminate alcoholic beverages in the United States, failed miserably and moved to Canada. <laughs> That's this is actually great. Like we get their best comedians to the United States and we we send our douchebags. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I think we've done here. So that guy then gets involved in the Canadian government and convinces this like small group of idiots. Yeah. Uh, that Canada's ongoing recommendations, I'm not making this up, guys, is 17 beers a week. <laughs> 17. This guy shows up and he's like, nope, two. Two. So this like group of scientists is like, two. No science, by the way. There's like literally zero science to say that this stuff makes any difference whatsoever. Right. But he convinces them to do it anyway. And the, and the Canadian government, Trudeau, like not exactly like the bastion of conservatism. Fidel Castro's long lost son. They pretended like he's like, uh, like an estranged uncle. Yeah. Basically. Like, they're like, yeah, that sounds great. Oh, you're kidding me. No, even, they haven't even, done it. Even the Canadians were like, the Canadians haven't interested. adopted it. Right. But it's official health recommendation, but they haven't adopted it. So this guy, just George Koob guy, who mm. I can't wait. Somebody has info on this dude. Send it my way. I need to know more about this guy. Because this dude takes that recommendation, which wasn't even adopted by Canada, onboards it uh, into his own little National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, and proceeds to try to ram it through the Biden administration where he's going to find some sympathetic voices. Mm-hmm. Well, some people are born for their jobs, and a guy named Koob <laughs> was born to eliminate fun in America. Yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> right. So, you know, God bless Ted Cruz. Hopefully he can come on the show soon and we can talk about it in person. Um, so here we are, fellas. Mm -hmm. It's the day after Labor Day. Yeah, I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We had some good weather, good football, good friendship. Um, it's a kickoff to fall. It's my favorite yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's really, really nice. We talk about this all the time. It is really nice to have football back. Oh. I mean, college football all day Saturday, starting Thursday night. You know, it's just like. Well, and then we got NFL starting this Thursday. I mean, it's like, it's just, we're, we're in it. This is it. And then you get playoff baseball, working through stuff. Doesn't yeah. get better. I mean. But, you know, everybody else's vacation uh, is over. The kids had to get back into school. And so we thought that the Ruthless Variety program could could raise your spirits back on up. This episode is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a banger. Now, we, we were read to inform you that Smug is still um, on hiatus. Uh, I'm going to say sabbatical. A sabbatical? Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. He's alive and well. Yes, he is. He's, he's alive and well. He's been uh, he's been putting a lot of stuff in the slack. He only has one account, unlike you. So it's unbelievable you've come out. <laughs> You've come back at me on this? Yeah. I, I saw a couple people on Twitter um, create some profile photos for you. I saw that. Which I really appreciated. <laughs> it did divide the minions, like almost a 50-50 <laughs> split. <laughs> I noticed that. You know, people are either in my camp or your camp on the whole thing. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a direct uh, through line on how they feel about Slack in general. Yeah. Which I think is the separation here. Well, okay, fine. All I'm saying, so Katrina, shout out to Katrina Bruce, mm -hmm. who uh, was one of those yeah, people. Yeah, because she took your side, of well, course. Well, she took my side, but she also had to administrate a, a Slack channel, and so she speaks from experience, and, you know. Well, my apologies to all the Slack administrators out there. Uh, I find no value. <laughs> 
But we're going to have a good time. Boy, oh boy. We're going to play a couple of new games. New games. Yeah, we're going to road test some stuff. We're going to we're gonna road test some stuff. It may be... The, either way, you're going to laugh your asses off. It may be a complete catastrophe. But either way, I think we're going to have a lot of fun here, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, uh, We wanted to start off with some very important news. The Horny Bull. Yeah. Have we seen? Have we? If you guys are you aware of the horny bill? I don't. I don't know. I I saw a, a photo of this. Huge well, I think bull. we've got a clip for our YouTube audience. Yeah. On the on the horny bull, just to get you acquainted with this. Police division responded to a oh. call of a man driving <laughs> eastbound on two seventy five with a Watusi bull in his passenger seat. Uh, well, the look at the size of that thing. <laughs> call reference a car driving into town that had a. A cow in it. Um, Look at the back of the car. You know, like a calf, something smaller, something that actually fit inside the vehicle. And the vehicle was big enough. Well, technically. As a result, the officer performed a traffic stop and addressed some traffic violations that were occurring uh, with that particular uh, situation. The occupant of the vehicle was identified as Lee Meyer of Neely. The Watusi Bull's name was Howdy Doody. He was immediately <laughs> pulled over by Norfolk police, and they performed a routine traffic stop. The officer wrote him some warnings. Um, there were some citable issues oh, come on. with that situation. The officer chose to write him a warning and ask him to take the animal back home and, and to leave the city. Meyer and Howdy <laughs> Doody are on their way back home, and no one was hurt. <laughs> So for our audio-only listeners, there was what looked like an old cop car. Yeah. yeah right? right? I mean, I don't know what... Old Ford Crown Vic. Yeah, old Crown Vic that were, were like part of the passenger side roof had been cut out. Yeah, the guy put a lot of work into this. And then he, he, he affixed a proper bull gate mm-hmm. instead of the side passenger door. Yeah. And loaded this beast into the Crown Vic. Yeah, head and horn sticking out like it's, you know, just a casual gold, golden retriever in your car. <laughs> you know, you, what I also loved about the video is you got this Crown Vic rolling down Main Street and the huge bull with the huge horns hanging out the side of the thing. Oh, also, uh, there's some horns on the hood of the car, too. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's a real hat and a hat. It really, it totally is. What I loved about that report, and by the way, this is in Nebraska. Yeah. For those of you uh, who didn't catch that, and they pulled this thing over. I mean, clearly, it, it, it the size of the bull in comparison to the size of the car mm-hmm. is remarkable. Hats off to Crown Vic, by the way, for for making a vehicle that could withstand what's got to be like a twelve hundred pound mm-hmm. animal. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Yeah, I would just love to know when the officer went back to his car and pulled up the computer and his dash. <laughs> And he's going through the ticketing, you know, citations that he can write on this. Like, how do you file this one? You know, (laughs) where is that one in the manual? (laughs) So this guy, Lee Meyer, which you could see in the video, just kind of standing there. uh, He's wondering what's up. I'm just taking my bull. Oh, I think he knows exactly what's up. I'm just taking my bull. But, but, you know, the earnestness with which the cop 
reported to the news what was happening yeah. is the best part of that clip. Yeah, so, no no one really seemed very angry about the whole situation. You no, know, it's like he got and told him to get the fuck out of here. Another, Basically, right? It was like... In a very Midwestern way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> another understated aspect of this car is that he kept the prize on the side. I don't know if you guys noticed, affixed to the gate that was holding the bull in was a sign that said, best car entry for the rodeo. <laughs> So this is somebody who's wearing his blue ribbon every single day. It's a man who's proud of his achievement, and I think we should be proud of him. The uh, the bull's name Howdy Doody, by the way, was terrific. Just, I mean, there, he didn't miss a punch there. Every no. single thing was covered. No, it was like his. You know, he took this down Main Street on <laughs> purpose. This is trolling in real life. You love to see it. <laughs> He's not just going to hide it. No. It's you, impressive. You got you, you got to roll it down Main Street. He's your exact took it down Main Street on purpose. The best is the do you see the look at the of a bull? Like they they're filming it and it kind of looks over. It's like, what's up? I mean, look, <laughs> what do you got? If you're an audio I'm just cruising. If you're audio only, I'm telling you, you have to go to the YouTube. Like easily half the bull is out of the car. <laughs> It's it's as big as a car itself. It's I mean, is the, incredible. The width of the horns, yeah. easily wider than the car. Yeah, I missed the first three times that I saw it. The bullshit off the back of it. Yeah, and then last time, just now, I just saw it. The entire back windshield is just full of dump. Yeah, I mean that might be the biggest hazard. That's it's right. really going to impact your your visibility. I imagine, the rear view, right? One of the I, I imagine the rear view mirrors. Are I bet different. that's one of the citations. Right. One of the downsides of the Crown Vic is it doesn't have the rear wiper. Mm. <laughs> and I think that if they had that, maybe the citations wouldn't have come. <laughs> All right, so guys, we're going to play a brand new game. Apologies to the audience for uh, our our lack of an intro song. We're yeah. just trying this on for size. If it works and people like it, we'll get Han in here. We'll get Angry Redskins fan. We'll put together a proper song. Yeah. But like for now, <laughs> it's a great idea. Yeah, so uh, Wolf came up with this one. Uh, all praise to the Wolf. Yeah. Uh, it's called Hard Pivot. <laughs> And the concept is, and perhaps you've, you know, you've seen this if you've watched anything in politics where a politician gets ambushed in a hallway or at an event by a reporter and they're asked a really uncomfortable question or something they don't want to talk about. Um, and they have to find a way to pivot to a talking point, to right. something in the campaign right. and try to make it as natural as possible. Right. So to, what, to put a finer point on this, yeah. uh, CBS just the other day had a tweet about this awful hurricane <laughs> that was bearing down on Florida. The first thing that CBS asked about Donald Trump. Yeah. People in Florida are losing their homes. Like, how CBS do you bring it is back? Like, tell us about Donald Trump's indictment. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, the name of the game is Hard Pivot. And what has happened is I have written a pivot uh, on a note card. And Ashbrook has written a pivot on a note card. We don't know each other's pivots. They're going to be exchanged here by our friend Josh Holmes, who is going to have to read the introductory question. And then 
both of us have to figure out a way to pivot to whatever's written on the note card. So, so just, just, just so I understand, he's like the reporter, and yeah. we're like the politician. That's we're right. The, we're the okay. politician. And you have to figure out how to get back to your message despite what is asked. This is going to okay. go off the rails. And, and, and like the reason that this is so fun for us, and those of you who are political junkies will love it, is because there, you've watched this on the news over the years where there are some that are better than others. And like some politicians are particularly gifted at being able to make whatever question comes to them about exactly what they wanted to talk about. And then others are like Chuck Schumer, who are just like trying to jam a square peg into a round hole. And it's like so abrupt and so violent of a transition that you're like, Jesus, that's just hard to watch. (laughs) We're going to find out what we get here with these two gentlemen because we've got before me right here. Okay. This is the card for Duncan. You cannot turn it over. I'm not turning it over. You cannot turn it over. I'm not turning it over. This is the card for Ashbrook, and you cannot turn that over. Okay, who's going first here? Ashbrook's going first. So when do we turn it over? Uh, You turn it over after I read the question. Okay. And we'll give you, you know, 15 seconds to read through what it is that you have to do. Okay. And then you can begin. Okay. Um... Senator Ashbrook, Hmm. thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. Screen time has been the subject of great concern for parents. Policymakers are debating many internet controls for minors. What would you do to address this ongoing problem? Now he's he's turning over the card. And he's going to, he's going to review what it is that he has to work into this answer. Remember, it's screen time. One of the um, biggest problems with our with screen time in our society is the amount of time that kids are on the screens and not in school. And the less time that they're in school, the more time that they're, um, the more time that they're on the screens, it's more likely that they could be injected into the criminal justice system. <laughs> And that sets kids on a path that they cannot recover from. And if they if they are in the criminal justice system, we do not have the proper protections in place to help them get out. Therefore, what I have worked on for my entire career as a United States senator is fixing criminal justice problems. <laughs> And that's why criminal justice reform under my bill will actually not just solve criminal justice problems, but also the root of those problems, which is idle time spent as a child on things like screens. (laughs) (laughs) So the beauty of this is for our YouTube audience, you saw what it is that he had to actually work in there. And, and you saw him work it in for yeah. our audio only. You're with me because I didn't. I have no idea. Yeah, it was the importance of criminal justice and, reform, and, and it's the importance <laughs> of criminal justice reform. That's a tough pivot. And and oh, frankly, I think that was fairly seamless. I could actually follow the logic on that one. Not bad. Not bad at all. Oh God. Okay, so here we have Duncan. By the way, Lee, you're gonna ha- Wolf. The Wolf's gonna have to give me a thumbs up on on who he thinks a winner is here because I, I, I think we all have to be objective. Okay. Because it's a very subjective standard of who wins and loses this. Senator Duncan. Yes. The great state of Indiana. 
long representation. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump recently called his former attorney general a fat, lazy slob. Do you believe that this is appropriate discourse for a president? He's turning over the card. He will read what it is that he has to do. And he is now ready. Thank you for the question. <laughs> I think it's an important question. You know, I think the rhetoric in our country is getting a little overheated at the moment. And we need to come together to solve real problems under the Capitol Dome. When the rhetoric gets too hot, we make rash decisions. When we shut down the government to defund Obamacare, for example, <laughs> was a rash decision made in a moment of poor judgment. I believe the president has made poor judgment in this instance. Thank you. <laughs> Obamacare shut down. Wedged into the fat, lazy slob quote. That's uh, a real, real pirouette. <laughs> You know what the best part of that is? Huh. Despite the fact that you just picked it up and looked at all of that, way better than Chuck Schubert. <laughs> <laughs> way better. Oh, my God. That, oh. He has just violent pivots. Those are relatively smooth. Good work, gentlemen. Thank you. It's a, I, I was sort of giddy for this segment because, <laughs> you know, you... It's it's strange to have a microphone in front of your face with no idea what's coming. <laughs> That's a tough job. That's a tough that job. Tough. You guys got it done. All right, so Wolf, I, one is Ashbrook, two is Duncan. When you evaluate what it is that you think you've heard here, uh, it's a very subjective platform, right? Uh, both hilarious. So both pretty good. We're evaluating based on the most outlandishly hard pivot or the most seamless pivot. I think it's a little subjective. It's subjective. subjective. You know? It's subjective. And I and I think, like I said, we were going into this because you asked this question, and it's like, well, is it how well that we're able to integrate it? I don't know. And that's up to the listener. But I think in this case, Wolf is going to have to provide some judgment. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> He's held up the number one. He believes that Ashbrook's <laughs> turnabout from children. Well, well done, my boy. <laughs> well, look, I, I, I think they were they were both very difficult pivots. But even I have to agree. Like his, like, like if if this was the Olympics. And it like he had to pull off a triple sow cow. Yeah, that's you know what tough. I mean. Like that, a higher degree of difficulty in what he had to do. But going from a Trump statement to <laughs> defund the shut down the government to defund Obamacare, and it's also very specific too. That's the best part. <laughs> well, no, but you know, having seen enough of this stuff in politics, like if you just take it out thirty thousand feet, you can so sort of like land the plane somewhere else. 
into a glide path, you know? And, like, that's what these politicians but he, do. He, here's the thing. It's not just the politicians who do this. Reporters are the most notorious users of, like, the non sequitur. They'll go to a press conference about, like, wildfires in the Northwest. <laughs> right. And they'll just, they'll be like, yeah, but so Trump's tweets. Yeah, well, so- You know, like, it's it was four years of Trump's tweets, no matter what was happening in this country. But they can also do what I did there as their way of editorializing about something that they want to shoehorn into an article yeah, as well. Sure. Like, it's like right. it, it, they can do it at both sides, both in, in the questions that they ask and the stories of how they frame the stories that they write. Because it's clicky-clicky yeah. to get the words in there. That's right. Oh, it's like man. the way that they managed to get January 6th into every story for the last couple of years. Yeah, just like Obama is what we used to say. <laughs> when like the Republican Obama. side, anytime you can get Obama in there during the, the, during the second term of Obama, you were a winner yeah just like like obama okay uh so next story this comes from the hill which is the first place that i saw it i'm sure it's been written many places but it's about alice cooper the rock star Mm. and he apparently had signed a cosmetics uh deal where Mm -hmm. he was he was repping some cosmetics called vampire cosmetics which seems like a pretty good fit yeah right vampire it's on brand right 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 so he had the audacity of doing an interview uh, where they asked him about some previous statements about you know sexuality or whatever. And he said, quote, I find it wrong when you've got a six-year-old kid who has no idea. He just wants to play and you're confusing him, telling him, yeah, you're a boy, but you could be a girl if you want to be. Uh, he argued that people ought to, quote, at least become sexually aware, unquote, mm-hmm. before they start, you know, considering gender mm-hmm. changes. And you know, it's a very, like, pretty logical statement. Right. Uh, he goes on to say, if you have these genitals, you're a boy. If you have those genitals, you're a girl, Cooper said to this music blog. There's a difference between I am a male who is a female or I am a female that's a male and wanting to be a female. You were born a male. Okay, that's a fact. You have these things here. There's no difference. Uh, now, there's a difference if you want to be a female. Okay, that's something you can do later on if you want to. But you're not a male born a female. Uh, they canceled his contract. They canceled nope. this guy's contract. I, 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 don't, I don't think there's any one woman on this planet who's put on more makeup than Alice Cooper. <laughs> I mean, he is he has worn more makeup, and yet in this day and age of woke cancel culture, he said something they didn't agree with, so they were like, "You're out." He's he's too edgy for vampire cosmetics. But guys, think about think about <laughs> noted brand. But 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 think about disagreeing with any of those statements. Yeah, that he thinks that it's it's uh, sort of wrong to have a six year old who's like pontificating life altering right sex changes and, and they're he, like well that's that i've had enough of that lip he's the radical i've had enough of that <laughs> lip alice well his I'm, name's alice right. the guy's pretty comfortable with this shit yeah you know what i mean i don't think he's the target right i mean i have a i have a four-year-old and we were in the airport <laughs> traveling back uh from michigan last week he did about a solid 20 minutes where he was a dinosaur yeah, right. So, I mean, you're going to have to transform him. That's all there is to it. Um, 
you know, like he was he was doing the walk, the sort of slow like T Rex walk. Did you do the the, and the mini arms. The arms? He did the small arms. And then vestigial every, limbs. And every once in a while, he would do a little like roar thing. He wasn't too loud or anything, but he had sort of an audience, and he was sort of playing it up. He liked it. Yeah. So now you have an obligation as a father to allow him to transform himself into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Apparently, or they're you know, then I'm going to get canceled. You're going to get canceled, you son of a bitch. I, I mean, in his defense, it's a pretty good T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it's such a great story, and and like, what 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 Michael just told about his son. But like, Alice Cooper's not the only one dealing with this. I don't know if you guys caught Carlos Santana had the gall to say that he's he he had the gall to stick up for Dave Chappelle, and then and you know all the woke cancel culture people were like, get rid of Carlos Santana. Yeah, I mean, rock legend Carlos Santana. Exactly. It's just it's it's way over the top just kids have such a limited period of time in which to be children especially in today's culture can we just leave them alone and let them be kids <laughs> right. you know before we put all of the weight of our anxieties and everything and terribleness you know that that's that's just weighing upon us and then we got to use these children as vessels for all of that stuff it just seems so crazy to me did you guys see the kid who had a don't tread on me patch on his backpack yeah and the teacher, oh, yeah, they the teacher, his ass in. yeah, tried to kick him out of school. And they take, said it was racist, right? Which, by the way, has nothing to do with racial connotation whatsoever. whatsoever. Yeah, and and they like tried to embarrass him. But this kid, I don't know if you saw the video. If you haven't seen the video, and anybody who's who's listening, if you haven't seen the video, I encourage you to watch it. This kid was just like unaffected by it. He'd had he had, yeah. This, this mom this, and dad prepared him for for yeah, this discussion. This this is the kind of kid that gives you a little bit of hope in the next generation. Oh, it's great. You know that Wolf went to school with the Santana. You know I've heard that. What was his name, Wolf? Anthony Santana. Anthony Santana, cousin of Carlos Santana. Anthony Santana was a hell of a football player, evidently. Could he huh. pl- could he play guitar? No, he couldn't no. play the guitar. Well, Wolf says he can't play the guitar, but he wasn't a good football player. He maybe had a run in or two with our, our man Wolf, but you know, it's nice to have connections. It's nice to have connections. Okay, all right. So uh, we're going to go to our next, and this is the next game that we are uh, again. If it works, we'll sing a song. Yeah. Okay. We're just road testing. But we're just road testing some stuff. Smug's not here, so we can't say no. He can't say no. And, you know, we got to keep it light because everyone has to go back to work. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's the whole point of all this. The reason we're, we're like, fucking around so much today. You just had a nice summer. Yeah. You got to go back to work. You know what the next three months looks like. Yeah. Until Thanksgiving, it's a tough deal. Might as well get some laughs on the front end. That's right. Might as well get some laughs. So what what is this game? So it's called You Laugh... You lose. Okay. And this is, we have a little bit of an amorphous uh, definition of how we play this game. Okay. But it's, we pick an article Mm -hmm. and it needs to be read, which I will do. And people are free to say whatever it is that they want to say about the article as I'm reading it. Like to Mm -hmm. to get the others to break. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, but the first person who laughs is out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Wolf is going to judge this? Yeah. Wolf's got his eyes on this stuff. Okay, okay. Uh, really important. So the article that has been selected comes from the New York Post. It is entitled, and, and, and listen, I'm dead. I'm going to try to deadpan this. Is be- I, this has got to be my worst game. I, I think I'm pretty good at a lot of our games. There's no way I'm going to do I can't well tell if game. you have an advantage or disadvantage. Like, you're reading the words first. 
like we have to just hear it. It, that might be an advantage. It might it also might, be a disadvantage. No, I'm thinking it might be because the reaction to it is going to be a problem. Yeah. So then we just listen to the story or we comment. And try you, can, to make, you can do whatever you'd like. We could comment, try to make you guys laugh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, I wouldn't talk over the whole thing because okay. people need to listen to it. Okay. These male monkeys have more same-sex romps than hookups with females. Study. These monkeys are going bananas on one another. Same-sex monkeying around is all the rage among the Resus macaque on Cayo Santiago, a 38-acre island off the coast of Puerto Rico per a July 2023 study. Researchers have determined that 72% of the 236 male primates enjoy engaging in gay sex. They, too, discovered that the male-on-male romps could produce reproductive benefits among the collection of mostly secluded monkeys. 72% is a very specific number. It seems like these researchers really got a good look. They appeared to study them quite closely. Quote, Our results demonstrate that same-sex Social sexual behavior is frequent in resus macaques. It can involve and uh, is not costly to their overall fitness. Is there any any specific uh, mention of what they do with the bananas? Well, not so far. I will evaluate as the article goes along. You're having trouble. In 2017... 2019 and 2020 i think to your point michael Mm. they have studied the macaque for a longer period (laughs) 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 you said longer period What a game! When you went to, he said longer period. <laughs> uh, it took everything inside me to not laugh. I almost lost it on the first, literally the first sentence. The first sentence. The, of- the bananas line. <laughs> These monkeys are going bananas on one another. <laughs> just, I knew something like that was coming because it was New York Post. Ah. Uh. But I, you know, when you're not supposed to laugh, it's very difficult to have that wash over you, you know? <laughs> so, you know, look, this was the game. Uh, I'll, I'll summarize the rest. Uh, for I lost two games. Our listening audience, uh, there's a, apparently an island of all gay monkeys off the coast of Puerto Rico, and that's what they're they're writing about. That's just <laughs> fascinating research. The selection done there by the selection committee of uh, You Laugh, You Lose, really well done. Yes, really. I mean, really well done. That was really something. I think we need to marry up this study with our study from last week uh, about the beer goggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We sort of test it out on the macaques and see if it, it they're hypothesis holds up across species i think that's right i think that's right and you can never have too much examination of macaque (laughs) (laughs) 
unbelievable. <laughs> it's a good thing Smug is out because he would be horrified. <laughs> He'd be horrified by all this. Uh, the last one, I think you uh, had an eye on this one uh, here, Dunks. It was about a low-flying jet over Charlotte. Uh, yes, I, I did, uh, in particular because um, of the football this weekend. Here from the article, dozens of people were looking around for answers after a jet plane buzzed overhead Wednesday afternoon at Matthews in Southeast Charlotte. So this is last week. Mm -hmm. Multiple viewers called Channel 9 asking about the loud roar. <laughs> one viewer caught a glimpse of one jet flying over his home. Another viewer who works at the Lowe's Home Improvement near Independence Boulevard said the buzz caused several car alarms <laughs> to activate in the parking lot. <laughs> What is he like buzzing? I mean, I mean, this isn't. Is this this? Yeah, it's it's like Maverick buzzing the tower. <laughs> this is like a residential area, though. A spokesperson with the United States Air Force said that an F sixteen was practicing a flyover set for Saturday's Duke Mayo Classic in Charlotte. No heads up to the assembled. Unbelievable. <laughs> so they decided to just go like mock honored over over top of everybody's house. Yeah, here you thinking like they're scrambling the jets because a plane's been hijacked. There's another or, China balloon. You know, there's a China balloon floating out there over Charlotte. No, it just got to like, we got to get the reps in before the Mayo Bowl. <laughs> Amazing. You know, the stakes are pretty high for the Mayo Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, look, uh, we wanted to give you something to laugh about. Look, it's a pretty serious month. You all are going back to work. You've got Congress working to try to keep the lights on in the government. We'll see how that we'll have plenty of coverage about that. The presidential campaign, it is in a big way right now. And you've got another debate in the month of September at the Reagan Library. And all the candidates are moving around the country. We'll cover it ad nauseum. But at very least, you have something to laugh about after Labor Day. That's right. And I must say, it never feels like work when I'm here with my friends. Oh, buddy. What a gentleman. Very yeah, nice mutual. to say. All right. I think we did it. I think we did it. And we have to go to Hollywood Hen. Another banger of an episode, folks. So until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. Stay ruthless.